everybody. This is Justin Peach. Uh, this is a solo episode. Chris, if you listened to us last week, um, or if you know Chris, um, he is currently in Africa right now. Um, some people from our church went over there. We s- sponsor some missionaries there and help start a school over there and just help and support them. So we have a crew that are out there right now um, seeing what it's all about. I'm just going there to love on them and support them. So Chris is gone. So you have me by yourself. I think this is my second solo episode we've ever done out of 60 episodes. Um, don't worry. I'm not going to talk by myself for 45, 50 minutes. Uh, we're going to get, you know, kind of to it kind of quick here. Um, we have had a few people tell, tell Chris and I, man, I love your podcast, but it's too long. I wish it was 10 minutes long. Well, you may get that 10 minute episode today, um, for something quick for you here. Uh, again, you guys can follow us on, uh, um, Google podcasts and Spotify and Apple podcasts and rate review, subscribe do all those things. Um, if you find an episode that you like, make sure you share it with a friend. Um, you can hit, you can hit us up saying, Hey, how much you liked it. Or if there's a topic that you would like us to talk about, we're always looking for different topics. Um, so, uh, definitely hit us up with that. Uh, Chris is not here, so we are not going to do the jingle, but we do have two new countries. We forgot last week to mention that we got Barbados as a country, which is pretty awesome. And then since Chris is in Rwanda, he listened to the podcast. So now we got Rwanda on the list as well. So up to 25 countries, uh, which is always so humbling and so cool that people in 25 countries have listened to us at least once. I don't know if it's the name of the podcast. I don't know if they're, you know, think they're getting into something else, but, but they listen to us at least once, some more than that. Uh, and we are grateful, grateful, grateful for that. Well, last week, um, really kind of going back and forth and what I was going to talk about today, I had mentioned because we did Matthew five, uh, at 14 talking about light. And in that, in Matthew five, probably in your heading, it says salt and light. Those two are kind of put together, but we skipped it and really did light. And now I'm probably going to go back and let's talk about salt today. Uh, I also preached this past week. I, I preached this past Sunday and, and I talked about Galatians six, nine, really seven through 10, but Galatians, uh, six, uh, verse nine. And I was going back and forth and you know, will I do salt or will I just do a recap of my sermon um, for that? But it's weird how these two kind of actually go together. That, that these two topics really kind of run together. So Galatians 6 and 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And so I think this idea of doing good, this idea of um, loving those around us and and, and walking with those um, around us. If you continue on in that Galatians, if you go to the beginning part of that at um, six, one through five-ish, it talks about bearing each other's burdens, walking with one another. There's this, um, there's this communal aspect here, you know, that Chris always talks about, about living in community, but that we are supposed to be living in this community and loving and serving and bearing each other's burdens and being there with one another that it's this active step. That it's this active step. Um, so then when we jump 
uh, back to life of Jesus sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew five, we'll start at Matthew five thirteen. says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Very, very bold, bold claim by Jesus here, right? That if salt loses its saltiness, the only thing it's good for is to be thrown out and be trampled under people's feet. Like you have a purpose to be salt um, in this. And so you always read a lot when you go on mission trips and everything like we're going to be the salt and light. And those are good things, too. But Jesus isn't talking to people going on mission trips. He's talking to people that are Christians every single day saying this is a calling for you to be salt and light. And again, the way that Jesus does, very, very good teacher, that he uses the things around them that they understand and know. Um, Lights, of course, we all understand that. But salt is something that, you know, in 2021, that doesn't really hit home like we, it doesn't really hit home kind of like light does. We understand light, but salt, like, okay, like, I got to put it on a baked potato. I got to put it on my steak. Okay, I like salt, but I like it in that way. Um, if you were ever to do a Bible study on this or you hear a sermon series, uh, there's books and books and books and blog posts and a lot of stuff about what what were the uses of salt back in the day. And most preachers would go down this road, which I think is a perfectly okay way to go down. Um, but just the use of salt back in the day, right? So for them, it was used for seasoning. I'm sure they had pretty bland food. And I'm sure they just threw a lot of salt on it spices and salt just to make it taste a little bit better um two another use of salt was it kind of had what they thought some like healing properties to it they would use it for medicine um in some in some areas of their life or they'd use it just kind of um heal people in that now again you can kind of use these as us for for Christ followers as well right do we season our speech with salt are we kind of that when we talk to people are we used like salt or, you know, trying to be healing to those around us and people that are in need and hurt um, with us being in their life? Do we bring them some sort of healing in that? Another one was wage um, where that was how they would pay people. Um, you know, the Roman soldiers would get paid sometimes in salt. Uh, you might've heard that, that saying a man worth his salt like a man worth his work. Like if he works, he's worth his salt. So like, are you working? Um, are you a hard worker in that? And the fourth way, which I think a lot of people kind of know is, uh, salt was used as a preservative to, um, to preserve meat and just other things. They didn't have no deep freezers. They didn't have no, any refrigerators, any Yeti coolers, all that stuff. They just had salt to kind of, um, um, hold that together, um, and, and for it to this last longer. And we can kind of look at us, like, are we holding down the church? Are we, uh, um, being salt for the church and for the Christian faith where we kind of preserve it for our families and generations and generations and stuff like that. I think all these are great, but I think we're missing something here. I think that's, that's a little extra added stuff when we talk about us, but I think the verse 13 kind of tells us what it's talking about. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? 
It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled, to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. That Jesus is um, talking about losing your saltiness. Now, which is weird in 2021, um, I work with teens, and if you're around any um, uh, um, pop pop culture-ness, uh, which clearly it seems like I'm not, uh, but to use the word salty is a is really a, a negative term. Like, ooh, they're salty. They're mad. They're upset. There's something. Oh, we, we don't get salty about that. Don't get mad about that. Um, that's not what Jesus is saying here. Salty and saltiness is a good thing for us. Uh, to be salty is good. Now, back then, um, they would get salt from different seas, but one of the main one of the main places that they would get salt from would be the Dead Sea. Uh, but there was something unique there uh, about the Dead Sea, about them getting the salt from that. Because uh, at some point, it would be very common for that salt um, to be contaminated and for it to lose all of its properties, where it, it would not preserve, it would not be um, worth, worth any money, it would not have its saltiness taste or you know, that extra seasoning or flavor to it. It would just be white little sand rocks. That's all it'd be. But it'd be hard to kind of know that on the outside unless you really got down into it. But I think Jesus here is, um, again, he's a great, great teacher saying, look, you, you know the salt that you have, and you know the salt whenever it gets unsalty, it's not worth anything. You can't do anything with it. So you might as well throw it out. Saying, hey, watch out that you don't get contaminated. There would be some like, impurities and stuff that would get into that salt that would um, make it lose its saltiness. I think that this is a... Great, great reminder saying, hey, don't get contaminated. Don't let the outside world contaminate who you are, the saltiness that you are supposed to be that will make you worthless, that will, that will make it that your works don't mean anything, that you don't do anything, that you don't bring any good to your area, to your school, to your jobs, to your family, saying, hey, don't get contaminated. Watch out. Saying, watch out, you have to be useful. Um, I think he talks about this deal of that, 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 that we are supposed to be useful. As salt is useful, Christians are useful. Again, when you look down at the light, he says the same thing. You don't have a light and put, under, and put it under a bowl, do you? No, you put it on a stand so people can see it. You don't have salt and let it get contaminated where it's not worth anything. No, you keep it and it stays salty because that's what it is useful for. Um, for us to have this uniqueness of salt that, that we continue to live out this way. That's why I think about that Galatians 6, 9, to not become weary in doing good, where, where we just get tired of doing good, where we again lose our purpose in that. Where we say, no, I just can't do anymore. That we get contaminated. That we lose our purpose and on track of what we're supposed to do. And the world's going to do that. People around you, the devil, the world's going to say, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this. But in the eyes of God, that that's, then we're just useful. Um, and then we're not supposed to 
do those things so that we're just useful. We're not living for him. We're not living for the kingdom in that. Um, I also think about this idea of that, that we are supposed to be distinctly, dis, distinctively useful. Not just useful in, okay, well, then I can help here. I can do this. I can do that. But we do it for the purpose of God. That we do it for the purpose of God. So people will see at here, um, at the end of that in, in 14, 15, 16, verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to the father who is in heaven. We talked about that last week. Not just useful for the sake of that, but distinctively useful in the name of the God and in the name of the kingdom. And I think that's that is what we're supposed to be doing as church members too. Um, that your church, wherever it may be, whatever locally or wherever it's at, are you distinct? Are you distinctively useful in your area? Are there are there are there different communities? Are there different schools? Are there different just the like organizations that are around that need help that you can say, no, I can jump in the name of God and help in this for the kingdom's sake. Let me help you. Um, and for the properties that salt are, that salt are, are supposed to be useful um, in all those different ways. It has a very good purpose. And so do we, you have a purpose. Um, you may not think that you do. Uh, you may think that you're in a rut and you have lost your saltiness, uh, you can get it back through Jesus, right? So you can get it back through him saying, uh, he's the one that made you. He's the one that can give you purpose. And he has let him re reignite that fire in you to say, okay, let's go. I got a purpose today to serve and to love and to be his hands and feet and every single thing that I do and every single place that I go. Um, and you can do it. Don't lose your saltiness. Don't be thrown out. Um, know your purpose. Know that you have purpose. Uh, and when you forget that, go to your friends, go to your church, go to your family. And first off, go to God and say, help me realize that purpose again because I want to be useful for the kingdom in there. Well, there you go. I don't know how long this was, uh, but there's a little recap on the salt and light there and just a little bit on the sermon last week. Uh, Chris will be back with us next week. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't get stuck in airports for a whole nother week, but we expect to have him back here soon, uh, praying for safe travels for that whole team. Uh, hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Take care. Um, and we will catch y'all next time. See ya.